Well, welcome to podcast three, looking at global trends. So we've done socioeconomic and demographic trends and consumer concerns about health and sustainability, food security and government regulation. Now we're on to the home straight with trends 9 to 12, which focus more on the impact of technological change on our industry. Trend 9 for me is increasing impact, the increasing impact of consumer technology adoption. Do you remember the first mobile phones, as they were amusingly termed, they were exclusive, and the size and weight of a car battery? It wasn't that long ago, and now they're an extension of everyone's ear and arm in virtually every country in the world. Now just imagine the advances in communication technology that we shall see over the next 10 years. We're on the threshold of the era of shopper empowerment and mobile shopping growth that will be exponential, driven by wallet phones and gizmos I can't even imagine. And I still use a paper dictionary and a thesaurus, for goodness sake. Shopping experiences and pre-shopping research activities will be transformed. By next year, billions of mobile users globally will have made purchases via their headsets. In-store handheld devices, mobile phones or otherwise, will provide a level of product information, detail and personalised offers that will make the memory of clipping special offer coupons from the newspaper seem derisable. The experiences with new products will be immediately shared with family, friends and club members. I leave how businesses can use Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and other social media to the experts. But all of us cherish stories about how viral marketing campaigns have shot unknown products from small companies to fame and fortune in no time. For companies and individual products, there is increasingly no place to hide dark secrets. And why should there be? Total transparency in the supply chain will be a prerequisite for all of us. Transparency of source of ingredients, production processes, relationship with supply chain partners, and also transparency of supply chain values. We often speak of the need for more collaborative supply chains. Well, yes, but collaboration will include much closer interaction with the shopper and the final consumer. Trend 10 is an increase in consumer service demands. The exponential growth and adoption of consumer technologies will drive new levels of service demands by shoppers and consumers. The Consumer Goods Forum predicts the rise of a stronger web-based service economy, giving consumers greater choice of shopping options and much improved transparency again. In this environment, consumers will expect and demand services around the clock every day of the year. Internet shopping is the most frequently identified manifestation of this trend. Through this decade, online channels will grow to 25 to 30% of all retail sales. It's in front of our eyes. You can see it. In October, my daughter-in-law, an organised woman, good to have somebody in the family with, she announced, I'm going to be Christmas shopping all day. And of course, she never got out of her slippers. The stream of brown cardboard parcels that arrived over the next few days was testament to her shopping success. Although you know that delivery efficiency is still in its infancy. Online shopping is fine and dandy for all sorts of things, but not for fresh food, you might say, and it's a refrain I hear often. When it comes down to selecting fresh meat and fruit and veggies, folk can be very picky. But actually, the issue is about trust in the retailer, in the vendor. And in many countries, mainline grocery supermarkets come up short when it comes to hands on my heart, I trust my supermarket. Where the supermarket brand is embraced... Grocery shopping online will fly. I think the UK is a case in point. 
In 2010, online grocery shopping amounted to about £5 billion sterling and was 3.2% of the total grocery market. By 2015, it is confidently projected to reach close to £10 billion and account for 5.2% market share of the grocery market. By decade end 2020, I'd be very surprised if online grocery shopping in my market, the UK, is less than 15% of the total market. 7% of grocery shoppers at the moment in the UK buy all their needs online now, and 13% expect to increase substantially their grocery purchases online in 2011. Uh, who are they? Well, 18 to 34-year-olds over-index, but increasingly online shopping is becoming popular with over 60-year-olds, for example. Growth has been driven by click-and-collect shopping options. So you shop online and then go pop to the store to pick the, uh, up, up your bags. Plus introducing smartphone apps, building stores specifically to cater for online orders, widening delivery coverage, and improving in-home internet connections. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Through this decade, new service models will emerge via the internet that move beyond selling individual products and will bring different types of solutions to consumers and shoppers. Meal preparers, still often mothers who are juggling care of the family and home, a job outside the home and their own personal needs, are desperate for help in removing the problem of putting a tasty meal on the table that is liked by the family and will reward those that can provide a solution. It's a continuum, from delivery of a meal idea via an app, moving to ordering the necessary ingredients or meal components online, through to delivery of the meal itself. Trend 11 is the rapid adoption of supply chain technology capabilities. I've been talking about the need for improved partnerships in the supply chain between farmers, processors, logistic providers and retailers for 20 years. Well, disappointingly, as we have jutted through an international financial crisis and subsequent recession, trust and collaboration between major retailers and their suppliers has deteriorated, often as not, with information being withheld by both suppliers and their principal customers. However, at a technical level and with advances in electronic data interchange, many aspects of logistics have improved markedly over the past two decades. There's much more to come. Improved collaboration together with new supply chain logistics technologies and information transparency will enable a more synchronised value chain with much greater visibility. Firms will have an increasing ability to read, analyse, exchange and react to information inside, inside and outside their company boundaries. The more openly the demand signals are trans back, transported back down the value chain, and for fresh foods in particular, supply availability is transmitted up the chain, the more efficient and responsive to customers will be the end result. Communication and high-quality data will be the most critical factor in successful collaboration. Popping in some acronyms here, EDI, GDS, RFID, will be the key enablers in transforming supply chain efficiency in the future. The twelfth and last of my major trends is the impact of next-generation information technologies. What do I know? about next generation technologies, actually little or nothing. But I do know that emerging information technology will transform the relationships within, between, within and between firms, partners, customers and suppliers, and between our industry and consumers and shoppers. There'll be huge strides in the collaborative management of promotions, categories, inventories and value chain performance over the next 10 years. New technology solutions will be deployable on demand via the internet without individual companies being constrained by the requirements to have co costly custom IT paraphernalia and programs in-house. 
So-called cloud computing will be a boon for the smaller resource-constrained company. Me and a partner started our first business in 1976 in Canada. Goodness, that's 35 years ago. Our first employee, Brenda, came straight out of Secretarial College with a diploma in one hand and the silver cup for the fastest and most accurate use of a hand-cranked addition and multiplication machine. Can you imagine? Three years earlier, I completed my PhD using the IBM 360 computer that took up the entire basement of the huge university library. Its electricity use generated enough heat to warm the four floors above it, and the IBM, this huge machine, had less computational power than my current mobile phone. We've come a long way, baby. Can you imagine what the remainder of this decade will bring? It's just so exciting. No more on trends. But to finish, here's my short list of left-field events that may leap out from a dark corner and sandbag our industry. You may want to tuck them away in the recesses of your mind and ponder, what would we do if dot, 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 dot happened? So, what might happen? What if oil prices spike over $200 a barrel because of war, political instability in the Middle East? coupled with serious supply problems for food commodities, reflecting extreme weather events and serious disease problems for grains, you know, rust problems in wheat, for example. Inflation would escalate sharply. Developed country economic growth rates would drop to zero and citizens would riot in emerging countries. Or what if there were regional problems and urban-rural conflicts in China which caused Beijing to crack down and close borders? The national economic growth rate might be halved. Commodity markets would suffer globally. Tuck that in the back of your mind. Or oh, here's a dark one. Global pandemic of mad fish disease. You know, something like mad cow disease. Or bird swine flu, which is, has a devastating impact on not least people, but also on international trade in food. And governments turn inwards and focus policies on national food self-sufficiency. Barriers go up to international trade. Or my fourth and last one. Technological terrorists release worms that close down the World Wide Web for 12 months. Could you cope? Could we cope? Aren't I just a little ray of sunshine? In truth, I'm an inveterate optimist and believe the food and drink industry has a really exciting 10 years ahead. But I also know that it will be a rocky road. And those companies that can anticipate change and be adaptable will be the long-term winners. Very happy new year. Bye now.